Hey there, precious kinklings. You're listening to K is for Kinky, and we're your friendly neighborhood kinksters. Jen. And Eden. And today, one of us can barely get up out of her seat from back cracks. <laughs> Guess which one it is. Oh, I hit my elbow. Oh, there's also an injury involved. <laughs> I was trying not to yell ouch, so I started laughing. And today, we're going to be talking about a listener question, which is the difference. <laughs> What's the difference? Hold on, I got it. What's the difference between... Punishments and punishments. There is no difference. But there is, though. Well, we'll find out here on <laughs> K is for Kinky. Hello, and welcome to the K is for Kinky podcast. This podcast discusses adult topics, so if you are offended by adult topics or are under the age of 18, please stop listening now. Also, while Miss Jen is a therapist, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are not to be taken as personal therapy for you. She is not your therapist. And if she is your therapist, just remember that what she says only technically counts in your private sessions. Hey, how's your elbow doing? I'm still trying to get up. Hold on. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Miss Jen just bumped her elbow <laughs> and it almost derailed the entire podcast. I don't know if we're actually oh, going to be able to get through, to be real. Today we're talking about punishments versus punishments, and you're not going to believe it. We did get two requests for this from listeners. Yep, yep. Um... So, uh, well, one of the requests was an email form. So would you like me to read that? I think you should. I think the listeners, they need to know. So it starts off with great podcast. (laughs) I recently stumbled up on it on Apple Podcasts by typing in spanking. Hey, so they found us via our spanking episode, probably. Yes, I'm a spanko who resides in bleep, bleep, bloop. I'm not going to say that part. I have listened to a few episodes, and I really dig the chemistry you guys have. My question is, is it hard to separate punishments from punishments? I know some couples only believe in punishment spankings. I know each couple is unique, and I would love to hear your thoughts. So this question kind of has some different pieces to it, right? We're talking about punishments and punishments, which we're going to start uh, with some definitions, uh, at least how we define them. And then they circle it back to because they are a self-identified spanko, they're bringing it back around to specifically using spankings as punishment. So that might be kind of a subcategory of the question. I think what's first important to address before we move forward at all is that there are some people in the world who enjoy pain. They're called masochists. <laughs> well, we're really pulling it back. <laughs> pulling it all the way back. Um, there's some people who enjoy pain. And so depending on your level of enjoyment when it comes to things like pain, there are certain things that some people would think of as straight up punishments that others would think of as very, very fun. Okay. And I don't want to assume that everybody listening here enjoys pain. Even if you enjoy BDSM or scenes, even if you're a bottom who bottoms to painful things, you may not enjoy those activities because you're a masochist. You may enjoy them for other reasons. Okay. But so like, I'll use myself as an example. I am a masochist. It depends on my headspace, but I can enjoy certain activities like spanking and they can be very painful and it will never come across as a punishment really for me unless the context was punishment based. But even then it's not the pain that would be the punishment. And I think it's important to bring up the function of pain before we even get into the definitions of punishment and punishment. Keep in mind that something that's a punishment for one person is just straight up fun for another. And also keep in mind that your mind is a factor. What you think about what's going on matters. Are you enjoying the spanking because your dominant is smiling and playful and spanking you or being sexy or like their tone of voice is like, oh, you're in trouble. 
or is it the exact same intensity and same pain but your mind is telling you i'm really in trouble my dominant is really upset with me it's not a game they are not smiling they are not happy they're disappointed in me like i let them down and i'm getting a spanking to let me know like that headspace is totally different even if the actions are exactly the same so we need to keep in mind pain and headspace when we talk about this conversation yes i typically look at punishment as its own category and punishment as having a couple of different levels but generally speaking i look at punishment as and well we should step back for a second too and say that not all power exchange dynamics include punishments so we're not speaking to that if it is not part of your system your relationship that is a hundred percent okay um or if you do have punishments but they are never physical that is also okay all of these things have to be negotiated right so again kink versus abuse right so i look at punishment either level of punishment which i'll get into but i look at punishment as something that is to be avoided um it's not fun it is to usually try and extinguish a behavior that to me is is punishment it's 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 not a good thing punishment as you might imagine the word fun is in there may look kind of like a punishment in terms of you know there might be a spanking or you know something something that looks like play or what have you um, and even if it looks a little bit harsher than you might see in a normal scene, it's something that typically means it's not a serious uh, offense that has been made. It's either just being playful or it could be part of a bratting dynamic. It, it's, it's not necessarily something to be avoided. Typically, it's something that both people enjoy. Well, and also let's bring up this other concept really quickly of relationship maintenance or like leaning into the feeling of power exchange versus deterring behavior one there's like maintenance spankings where you are the energy and the the intention is not to punish not to deter and not to extinguish behavior it's to remind the the bottom and the top of the power exchange dynamic there right that's like a maintenance spanking or a maintenance punishment um, which I don't put those under the punishment category no there's something else entirely but they're not punishment but I also right. want to point out an example from our relationship, actually, that I think functions in the gray between punishment and punishment. Miss um, Jen does this thing that actually is quite painful and fairly unpleasant where she pinches my earlobe. And she does it when I'm doing something that she doesn't want me to do. However. Especially in public. However, <laughs> while this is a deterrent, it also is kind of fun and it's a playful exchange between us where, like, yeah, it's for real. She wants me not to do something. But it's also not a real punishment. Like, there's not anything else attached to it. It's just kind of like, I'm your dominant and you're pissing me off. See, I would totally put that under punishment. I would, too. I would put it under both. We're like, but that's the thing. It does. Well, listen, though. It does function as a deterrent. I don't continue to do the behavior. Until it, next time. Well, yes, until next time. And this the, is but what the I, same with bratting. Like, well, this is what I mean, though. So, like, yes, this is punishment. But... It also does actually act as a deterrent. It's a push and pull that is actually part of us enjoying and flexing our muscles in the dynamic. Sometimes bratting specifically and the punishments or the deterrents, quote unquote, that follow, they, they are about real things. Like maybe I'm really doing something obnoxious, which is usually the case, and it really does need to stop. Like if I were to continue past the point of that ear pinch, I would be in real trouble. 
It really is an actual functional warning to stop the behavior. And we both enjoy the interaction. And I still engage in the behavior up until that point to get that interaction from her. So it feeds the dynamic. And it's not, it's neither a punishment nor is it fully a punishment. It's a playful reminder of power. And it's also a way of engaging in a back and forth that we both enjoy. Michelle's not shaking her head. No, you disagree? Kind of, yeah. I mean, I would totally put it under punishment because I think you could say the exact same things about most bratting behavior as well. Like the bratting behavior happens the punishment happens typically then that moment of brattiness stops until the next moment of brattiness and so it's like the same but if they continued to brat to the point where it pushed a line then sure it might turn into something that required punishment i think it's the same okay i have a question it's a clarifying i might have an answer okay let's say that i stuck my tongue out at a friend in public and i blew a raspberry at them and you were like, I don't care. But let's say that I <laughs> spit a lot or something when I did it. Ew. Like I spit, like I was like, Bleh! and then like the spit flew and it, like maybe it landed in your drink or something. <gasps> Give me a new drink. That would be the. <laughs> so there's a lot of things that would happen as a result of this behavior. But probably there would be an ear pinch coming my way. Like, dude, don't spit. You know, like just kind of like that. So let's say that you decide, Give me another drink, but first ear pinch, right? And you reach over and you give me the ear pinch. Now, let's say that's you said that's punishment. Let's say I really enjoyed that. That really that really amped me up and I get you a new drink. It's going to get expensive. I get you a new drink <laughs> and then I blow a raspberry again. Uh-huh. You already look irritated in the hypothetical situation that I just said. <laughs> You're already angry. Well, the mostly re- about the money that we're spending on all these drinks. It's hypothetical. OK, it's not real. But I'm saying like the fact that I would do the behavior again after the ear pinch indicates the ear pinch is functionally serving as a boundary marker. It- well, at that point, you do it again because you're right. It was punishment the first time you do it again. You're probably not going to get an ear pinch. You're probably going to get a look. Exactly. Exactly. The looks are scary, by the way. Um, I'm close to getting one right now for some reason. Why are you getting close to it? It's imaginary. I'm in the role play right now. I did not actually spit in your imaginary drink. Okay. But I'm trying to point out that what I'm saying is that the ear pinch is actually letting me know where a line is. But so is punishment for other bratting behavior. Well, not necessarily, because some people might be doing it to get that reaction. Right. And, like, I wasn't blowing a raspberry to get the ear pinch. Well, there's different kinds of punishment. Brats or bratting is one way that people might get that play. It just isn't the only way. Let me try one last attempt to explain my perspective, but I do appreciate I wish you is. guys could see the hand gestures and the body gestures that, that it's coming out of Eden right now. <laughs> okay, try this. A what? little young pup is playing around a big mama like dog. A bio dogs we're talking about bio, yeah, bio dogs, dogs. Okay. let's say like a, like a wolf mom <laughs> and a wolf pup and the wolf pup is a little older so like they're in between adult and child so they're like the leggy kind they're of wolf teen they're wolf teen and they're wolf. they're getting really they're really in the mood to play and so they're tussling around and they're nipping at the big mama wolf's heels mm-hmm. and the mama wolf gets kind of done with the shenanigans and goes and then like gives a little nip on the ear no blood just a kind of a warning nip the mom's also not really angry she's just like you're fucking pissing me off with that ankle biting and so they like nip the baby and the baby's like you know and then like kind of gale events off and like it's still being kind of playful but like knows to stop the behavior to me when you pinch my ear it's playful it's not discouraging me from being myself 
but it is discouraging me from continuing to bite your ankles. And it is a functional nip. It is a function. I'm sorry, I'm just remembering. <laughs> there's, there's this. Um, well, also the phrase "functional nip" maybe needs to not be on the podcast. But also, well, aren't many nips Word are functional? Word of the episode: functional nip. Okay, I gotta stop saying that. I was thinking about this. There's a South Park episode where oh they're trying to train Cartman to be better by treating him like a dog. On like Caesar Milan's, like I am the dog whisperer, and he's like. I am not hurting the child. I'm just nipping the child. Like, it's just kind of like this. Ep- <laughs> we'll watch the episode after this. We'll watch oh, it after great. this. I'm not being aggressive. I'm being dominant. That is what he says. And that's kind of what you're doing when you pinch my ear. You're not being aggressive. You're being dominant. But it's, it might be, well, but it's asserting, it's asserting the dominance, but you're doing that in punishment as well. Pun- but it doesn't go into punishment realm. I agree. It's not an actual punishment. Unless you fucking push it and then... <laughs> Sorry. I agree it's not a punishment. I guess what I'm pointing out then is that punishment can be used to draw boundaries. Punishment can oh, yeah. be used to let someone know, hey, that was a playful nip. Do it again and I'll actually draw blood. Like, you know, it's kind of like that. I think we've spent enough time on this part of the... Yeah. <laughs> Anywho's. Functional nip. Uh, um, I did some hand flapping just now because yeah, I was very true. happy about that. Punishment is fun. And, you know, like you said earlier, you could have the same action and have it be punishment or punishment based on the headspace, right? So, you know, there's a lot of different thoughts on this. A lot of people are like, you know, oh, never, if, you're, if your partner is a masochist, never do impact as a punishment. Not necessarily, right? It depends on the headspace. Um, and the warm up. If you don't have a warm up, well, yeah, we've done that. Like, I don't care if you're a masochist. That may be over the line of what is pleasurable pain, um, and so therefore it's a punishment, you know. But I think you know, headspace is definitely a big part of it. And the other half of headspace is intention, and we're kind of talking about that already. But I want to just introduce the word intention into the conversation because everything we do in the world is changed by our intention because our intention affects our delivery. So, like, the intention of, like, going up to Miss Jen and being, like, would you like a cup of coffee? And my intention is to really offer her that versus, you know, my intention is to find out the gossip that she knows. Hey, Miss Jen, would you like a cup of coffee? What? My intention that is to no get sense. you. I'm seducing <laughs> you to get the information for the gossip. That was my, a bad example. I think you misunderstand how powerful my seduction would be in getting the information <laughs> I want from you with coffee. Oh, my God. Okay. But why would, why would it have anything to do with coffee? That's how like, I butter you up. I, that's like giving you like money. No, I mean if you want me to be awake enough to tell you things, maybe. But it serves many. You don't purposes. really have to butter me up to ask me questions about stuff. Like, I'm just saying that's why it kind of wasn't the greatest example. And so, well, yeah, but I don't. Anyway, I was talking about headspace. I wanted to get back to the categories that I talked about. Right. So, there's punishment, which again, fun. Um, it's usually playful, even if it might look to outsiders as more serious. Typically, the people involved know each other well enough and know the dynamic well enough and, and have hopefully negotiated well enough that they know that it is punishment. When it comes to punishment, I tend to put punishment into a couple of different categories. There's like lowercase p punishment and uppercase p punishment. Um, lowercase is probably what a lot of people think about when they think about punishment, which is, you know, it's going to be things like we have set this rule or this protocol and you forgot it. 
uh, therefore you get this punishment. Or I keep having to remind you to do this or that. So now, you know, there's going to be a punishment. Um, things of that nature. Capital B punishment, I like to have as a little bit separate because oftentimes if it's capital B punishment, for me, it's not about actually giving a punishment in those cases. Capital P punishment is about some, something P. that <laughs> Sorry. capital P punishment <laughs> is usually something has happened that is is so serious that it could be dynamic or relationship damaging. For things like that, I'm not necessarily going to go to, OK, you're going to get a punishment spanking or I'm going to have you write lines. Um, it's going to be hey, this is really serious and we need to have a very serious conversation. So that to me is is a different category. Whether or not you include something physical or whatever to that, fine. Um, but usually for me, if something is that serious, it's it's beyond doing a thing and it's about having a, a serious conversation. One of the things that I want to talk about with punishment, um, capital P or not, is what is the function of a punishment? Why do a real punishment? And also just looking at the only other relationship style that really tends to utilize punishments, parent-child, what is a good punishment, a fair punishment, and what is cruel? What is not okay um, when it comes to punishments? So a punishment, in my opinion, should not only deter behavior, but it should come with a couple of other aspects to it. So in the beginning of our relationship, like earlier in, we had to move apartments a couple of times. I have very poor memory and it takes me a while to learn my address and like any new phone numbers. And I got lost and I didn't know what our address was. And it was actually a problem. Like it was an issue. My dominant asked me to write our address down like 50 times. And it's a punishment that stood out to me because it was not just designed to make me slow down and have to do tedious work, but the punishment was designed to help me remember the thing. It was a consequence and it was not pleasant to do it, but it also was there to help me. And the care involved in the design of that punishment and the fact that my dominant, I, I don't remember well, but I, I seem to recall my dominant offering like any affection afterwards. Like I wasn't abandoned emotionally or being treated in a way that made me feel like a bad person. I was being told this thing didn't work. Here's a punishment and also a solution to helping you make it work. Yeah, I personally, I like to get as close to natural consequences as I can, or at least finding punishments that fit the crime so to speak but I you pointed out a very very important piece which is if you hear about a dominant and I'm going to get judgy for a second but if you hear a judge uh, judgment if you hear a dominant or a submissive talk about their dominant using things like for punishment using things like um cutting off access to them so like I'm going to give you the silent treatment as punishment I am going to go away for a while as punishment I am going to speak to your failures as a person and not your behavior taking away parts of the dynamic itself unless very well negotiated but as a these, consequence that's cruel yeah these like, are things yeah. as, as using these as punishments not not okay you know i can say maybe there's a small percentage that through negotiation that may be something that is consensual but in most cases 
that is going to be damaging to the S-type's mental health. And at that point, if it, if something is so bad that that's what you feel like you have to do, that to me is goes into having a conversation. I do not agree with those things as punishment. A capital P punishment would be for a, either a major offense is what I would imagine. So like breaking a major rule or breaking, I mean, I, I think... There are a couple of things to navigate here for a second, but let's just say it's a unintentional breaking of a major rule or a repeat offense. Like you just can't remember to do something. I think capital P punishments that are larger that Michelle was talking about, like, oh, that kind of involves a conversation. Like it may involve a conversation, but it also may be I'm going to give you a physical punishment and it is going to be more serious or I'm going to give you a consequence. Like for two weeks, you can't do X like with saying you can't. It's not not cruel. Like, hey, for two weeks, we won't do our protocols. But like for two weeks, you can't have extra spending money. Or like any soda, something that's not a reasonable, not like for two weeks, you can't have water or for two weeks, you can't have food, (laughs) but like two weeks, you can't have this extra thing that you enjoy as an actual consequence deterrent. I still love you and I'm going to be here and I'm going to hold you if you need a hug, but this is the consequence. Like, I think that even in capital P punishments, even if it's so severe that you are looking at certain types of de-escalation or like stuff, you as the dominant who is administering the punishment need to not be withholding affection or making the other person feel like they're shitty. Let's then talk about that next step beyond that very, very briefly, which is like, hey, my S-type said, fuck you, refused to do our protocols and cheated on me or something like that. Something like that where like the huge boundary crosses. This is not a punishment situation. This is you really broke all trust and I don't want to be doing this with you anymore. And even if you decided like, wow this is so bad but like you know what there's a reason they did this and I actually can work with this this is a bigger conversation than simply applying a punishment and I feel like in the cases with most dynamics where punishments are functional and used it's not for severe things that are relationship ending like that they're typically used in smaller measures or maybe in larger measures but not to the point where the S type and the D type are so dislocated from each other by an action by one or both of them that like it shatters the dynamic or trust so like I think it's important to acknowledge that punishments stop being functional to a certain point. Because like, what do you do when somebody violates your boundaries, breaks the rules between you deliberately, says fuck you or cheats on you or something like that? That isn't like, oh, I'm going to adjust this behavior with a punishment. That's like, whoa, I as a human with this other human had my boundaries crossed. I can't look at this through a lens of DS right now. I mean, I have to look at it through a lens of DS at some point, but I really need to look at this through a lens of am I okay here? And like, that's a different type of conversation. And I don't like the idea of people thinking that punishments and like boundary setting are the same thing. And there's a reason for both S types and D types to potentially set boundaries in relationships. And they shouldn't be punitive or as a consequence. They should be as a result of like, hey, I have to set this because my rights aren't being upheld or like whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a difference. And I wanted to bring that up in this conversation because unfortunately... I have heard of situations where like, let's say the S type cheats or does something the D type really doesn't like. And the D type's like, you can stay with me, but I'm going to fucking punish you for that. I'm going to let you stay with me, but here's the consequence for that. I'm not going to touch you for three months. And if you talk to anybody else again like this, you do this again. This is when it becomes abusive. Like that's not a punishment. And if your situation is so severe that these boundaries are being crossed or these things are happening, this is no longer healthy. And it's important to acknowledge that like punishments functionally operating in a dynamic should feel healthy and should not be leaving either person feeling resentful or like 
unloved. This is interesting. Um, when it comes to something like that, right? The where example I gave was like the extreme nuclear disaster. Sure. Like yeah. the S-type has gone beyond misbehaved and crossed some hard limits, crossed some deal breakers. At that point, it is within the D-type's right, and the S-type may be doing it to get out of the relationship without actually asking to get out of the relationship. And even if they're not, the D-type at that point has every right to say, I'm done. They've crossed some major limits. That could be a thing. Now, an alternative to that is, okay, these are hard limits that you have crossed. I don't know if I can continue this dynamic. Another path to that is a D-type saying, I don't know that I can continue this dynamic. However, I am willing to allow for you to um, petition to be in this dynamic again. And we're going to take 60, 90 days of separation so that I know that if you do come back to petition for this, it's something you really want. Because their behavior may be showing, whether regardless of what they say, they might be showing that they don't want to be in that dynamic or they're not lo- ready for the level of commitment that it might take. And if that's the case, that's okay. But not their behavior (laughs) not their behavior they should either be talking about that and having that conversation and saying you know what I need to not be in this dynamic because either person can do that or talking about the changes that need to happen right if it gets so bad that it's those types of things happening whether it's cheating whether it's abuse you know whatever it might be or lying just lying yeah uh, making, you know, whatever, like whatever your hard limits are, right? We're in a realm right now of your favorite word, capital P punishments, <laughs> right? In terms of if you want to look at that conversation as an example of that, that is what the category that I would put that in. Um, you know, this affects the dynamic. We are going to have a serious conversation. And like I said earlier in this, which Uh, Eden reiterated again is yes you can include physical punishments in that as well up to you I would also say if you're engaging in a punishment for a severe case like something like this where it's like the capital of capital P offenses if you are choosing to engage in punishment it should be through the intention of repairing the damage it should not be through the intention of taking vengeance or like getting retaliation Um, And I think that comes all the way back to when we first started this very dark part of the conversation on the podcast. Intention. Intention matters behind these things. Um, The difference between somebody who is abusing their power and somebody who is using it wisely is their intention and their devotion to the dynamic and the person across from them. If you're angry and you're hitting somebody, you're doing it wrong. Unless... You are channeling anger, but not at them. You're like, I'm going to be an angry person. Like, I've scene. had a really like, bad fucking day. And so tonight, I, I know we're playing. It might be a little heavy, but you got your safe word. <laughs> yeah, that's that's different. I want to hold space or for I'm, like. Or I'm going to use this toy that I know you barely flinch at so I can just throw it as hard as I want. <laughs> yeah, but like if you're like, I'm mad at you. Yeah. And now I'm putting my hands on you. That's not cool. Exactly. Exactly. So we um, now covered the range of what punishments yeah. <laughs> are, and we went dark side a little bit there. Yeah, you know. But let's talk about some punishments and punishments that are common that do work in in, in relationships and well, scenes. And also the the listener. I want to get back to not forgetting about the listener oh, sorry, question. Sorry. Let's forget about the listener yeah, question. I know. <laughs> we can kind of go off on tangents, as you know, if you listen. Um, but in terms of the spanking as punishments, right, we've sort of – you know, touched on this a bit in a roundabout way, but the listener mentioned in the email, 
I know some couples only believe in punishment spankings. And I don't know if the listener means um, that they know couples who only believe in spanking as punishment or in punishment spankings. Like punishments don't go past spanking? I don't know. I'm not sure. But I think that, you know, people, there's definitely people who also do corporal, corporal punishment as play. So, again, we're right back to headspace and intention, right? And also pain tolerance. And pain tolerance. But, like, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, if they've negotiated it for a scene, hopefully that's. um, So, yes, there are some people who will. And and this is a difference, too, right? So some people will say, okay, if I'm going to punish you, this is the punishment. And they might even have, like, a punishment paddle on the wall. Like, it is a thing. Or something hanging or something just in a particular place in a drawer um, that it's one implement that is always used only for punishment. Some people say it doesn't matter if you're a masochist, you know, if your partner's a masochist and you play a lot with impact. But when that particular implement that is not used in play comes out, it changes the headspace automatically, regardless of the pain that's that's inflicted i would say i think it's important to be honest I mean, it's important that if your punishment begins to feel like a scene and the s-type's getting a like critical connection out of that scene or something like that 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 you are able to talk about what happened um, if you the s-type know that a certain punishment won't actually uh extinguish whatever the behavior is yeah you got to talk about that with your d-type otherwise they are no longer operating with full knowledge also i think it's important that d-types don't give up on punishment if that's an important part of the dynamic but that you are engaging in ways to fine-tune my suggestion is is to it to a dominant to have a list and to make that list known to the S-type so that it's not a surprise and it's also not putting you on the spot to be creative unless you want to be. What I would do is probably make a list of like eight punishments and say any of these are possible and I usually start at a lower level depending on the severity but this is what could happen. Do you consent understanding that this is how I deal with punishments and do you understand what rules I'm asking you not to break? Well, generally speaking, what I learned with you is that you wasting time is probably the worst punishment. Yeah. Corner time give. is possibly the worst thing for <laughs> well, me. Well, corner time or like writing out stuff that's just not, that's like yeah, not it's... for anything. Like writing lines or writing an essay about whatever. Yeah. Like that is, you know, and people think about punishments in kink and that's not usually their first go-to. They think about impact. They think about, yeah. you know. Um, well, impact does help reinforce, I will say as a bottom impact, even if it's not super heavy, if it's from a punishment standpoint and it's also reparative, like it's like, I am now going to give you five strikes. They're going to be hard and mm-hmm. I'm going to put you into a humiliating position and we're going to do it because we're moving past this. I am of the belief that punishments that are reparative and meant to rebalance and that also end with now we can hug. I love you. We're done. Well, and what's like physical punishment's good for that to me. Yeah. And you just have to find what works for you. And, and ultimately what I like about utilizing things like punishment in a dynamic is that it creates a closure element, right? So like in a vanilla relationship or an egalitarian relationship, whatever you could have somebody do something and it causes a negative reaction and both people are pissy And they're just going to fight about it forever or hold a grudge or just stay angry. 
right? With punishment in, in BDSM or in power exchange, it's I'm going to give you this punishment. This is what it will be. And at the end, it's done. We've now talked about the differences, differences between punishment and punishment. We've talked about the definitions that we can come up with for the two things. Um, as well as headspace and intention, right? And also masochism and pain tolerance and how that can play into whether or not punishments are effective or even punishments at all. What do you think about this? That's that's a big question that we always ask y'all is what are you thinking and processing as you hear this? I mean, what do you think about punishments being described by us as things that enhance relationships, are playful, fun, and also potentially boundary markers for for that playfulness, letting you know where the line is, right? Like, what do you think about punishments as that? Um, also, what do you think about punishments? How do you feel about the ethics of punishments being used in DS or in power exchange? Um, what are some punishments that you feel would be fair? And what are some that you feel would be over the line? And do you use punishments in your dynamic? Are you okay with that? Um, also, something that we didn't really cover here that I don't want to go too heavy into, but S-types receive punishments, what is corrective behavior for D-types? How do D-types hold themselves accountable? Because I feel like this, this conversation is always one-sided because typically in DS, obviously, the dominant is the one who's supposed to be doing corrective action. But what happens when a dominant makes a mistake or makes, makes a blunder? How do we, what's the reverse version of this that still honors DS but corrects that action, right? That's something that we haven't addressed that I would love for you to think about as you as you operate in this episode because if you not operate as you leave this episode i would like for you to think about that because if you are a dominant thinking about using punishments in your ds or your dynamic ask yourself the question how am i held accountable punishments don't answer that question we punish ourselves that may be true for some it's important to ask and also to ask how do i let my s type know i am accountable here's how i hold myself accountable and here's how you hold me accountable these are things to think about if you want to use punishments, because the moment you bring in a tool like a punishment, you have to be willing to yield this or wield the same lens against yourself. It's the only way for it to be ethical, in my opinion. So these are some things to chew on at the end of the episode. We did not answer all the questions. We actually raised a couple of our, of our own. Um, <laughs> Hopefully, though, we helped the listener who wrote in. Yeah, I know. hope we helped the listener. We always hope. <laughs> and we hope that the other, we had a second person request this verbally to us. We hope that this was interesting. Um, we didn't even get to cover favorite punishments and punishments. So maybe at the very end here, we can rattle them off before we say goodbye and do our shout outs. Favorite punishments, getting, dra my fan fantasy punishment is getting pushed against a wall and like having my face grabbed and being like, what did you just tell me? Like, that's hot. That's fucking hot. Um, also maybe like. <laughs> just imagining the difference between the reality and the fantasy of that and like you tripping over something as I push you against the wall. Then we both have a good time. <laughs> Honestly, anything that we try to enact from fantasy just becomes very goofy. We're a very goofy oh. pair. Um, but another one would be like, you know, get over my knee right now. You just fucked up. A lot of the fantasies, honestly, that we have in DS with corporal punishment, even well, like playful, are like, you're in trouble now, Also, bitch. you have like, to remember the difference between if you are in public or private. Well, yeah. If you're like <laughs> at a bar, to be like, get that's over my why, knee. That's like, how the ear pinching started because we were in public and I couldn't be like, get over my knee, bitch. Like, I can't. Yeah. I can't or push you up against but the wall. Home, oh, there's like, the cops. Hi. I'll try it like, out later. I'll, I'll start doing some things that require punishment. Oh, great. I'll just like, oops. And like drop a cup or something that's like empty cup. So like I'm not really in trouble. But See, here's like the thing. When it's shit that I really am, don't find funny, I'm 
I'm jump right to capital more, P punishment. I'm, no, I'm more of the brat ignorer. <laughs> pretty much. Like I can extinguish a behavior fairly quickly because I am not super reactive. So like if you did some shit that was like, Mm-mm, this is not fun for me, then I'd be like, all right, well, go pick that shit up. How do I get thrown over your knee? <laughs> I don't, I don't what do I got? What does a girl got to do <laughs> to push the boundary just enough to get thrown over your knee, but not enough to get a capital P punishment? What do we got to do? But no, like seriously, like uh, so those are some punishments that could work for my end. You want to throw in some punishments that you can think of from the D side? Well, yeah. I mean, those things that you said. Um, you liked those, huh? You liked those trip over your shoes, push me against the wall, accidentally choke me a little bit because you like grabbed me to put yourself up like again. like a knee to the butt. Oh, yeah. You do do that. I do that. I do that. Yeah. I like when you slap, too. You you do oh, yeah. sla- you pass slaps. Those, I mean, I feel well, more like. Well, that's not punishment. That's just me slapping you, you as that. I walk by. I feel like that's your version of fondling when you. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Fondling. Yeah. Sorry, that word is really creepy. Um, Fondle. I'm. <laughs> functional nip. God. Grabbing the hair. Oh yeah, that would to be to like get their attention. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's that's a real good. God, I sound like a creepy. Like you said it. Now you're calling screwed. out yourself for creepiness. You were thinking it, and honestly, so was the rest of the listening audience. <laughs> to be real, that was actually genuinely creepy. Unlike the other times you call me creepy when I'm just being cute. Uh huh. Um, I don't know. All right, I think sure, we should just. I think that's it. Okay. Um, and then of course some punishments. That are probably good deterrents. Writing lines, standing in corner. Well, getting... for you, it's wasting time. You know, if you are consistently late and that's something we're trying to extinguish and I say, okay, I want you to write, I will not be late again 500 times. That's unusual and cruel. That's too many times. Okay. 300 times. Try 100. <laughs> are you kidding me? It's a okay. short sentence. 500 times? <laughs> 300 times? All I'm saying is things like that or like write me a two-page essay 10 font single spaced small margins because you have to make sure with brats that you get all the loopholes okay, i'm not a brat i'm just saying Ish. you have to get all the loopholes i'm a brute about x y and z that you did or why it's important for you to understand directions or whatever it is right i think communication is important <laughs> no matter what especially about the 10 inch font because 12 is standard so you should expect to get 12 Inch <clears throat> times New Roman, unless you keep it up, it'll be three pages. I'm getting punished right now. <laughs> uh, but in any case, these are some punishments that work. And then also for physical punishment, anything without a warm up is going to hurt worse. And it doesn't have to be physically extremely painful if you pair the punishment with, hey, I love you, but I am disappointed in the behavior. Because being genuinely disappointed in the behavior and saying, I know you can do better and I know you will, and I am going to hit you. Um, I mean, five that's, times. That's like, the old. That's the old thing, you know. What's the worst thing you can say to a submissive? I'm disappointed in you. But don't use that as manipulation. No, like, no, no. Genu- just, I mean, like, there's a the line. The point is just that it's about getting real with that, and and if that is the mind, the, if that is the headspace around why the punishment is happening, that is going to hit way deeper than any impact, like physical impact. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of K is for Kinky. We're going to do our shout outs. Obviously, our team is amazing. We're talking about Lena, Sid, and Tussled. These wonderful folks helped us build our Discord, helped us build our website, helped us run both of those things. And of course give amazing, funny feedback, and help us take notes during our team meetings. We appreciate all of the support that we get from Lena Tussled and Sid, and we couldn't do it without them. Thank you. Many kisses. Consensually from a distance. (laughs) Our Call Me Kinkling 
tier. Did I remember? Yeah, you did, but it yes. took you forever. <laughs> we're only <laughs> we're only finishing out season two, and I finally remembered what it's called. Call me Kinklings. Or call me Kinklings. 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 Uh, call me Kinklings. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Pudding and Jenny. Woohoo! Pudding and Jenny. Thank you so much for that support. We really, really appreciate it. And we have two new patrons as well. <gasps> what? Yes. Tell me their names quick. Their names are Sam. Sam. Thank you, Sam. And Britt. Yay, Britt. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much to our new patrons, Sam and Britt. If you are interested in having your name questioned and talked about on the podcast, <laughs> um, then you should sign up for Patreon. There is a $1 tier, which I know you could afford for one month just to have us say your name. Um, but also consider supporting us in other ways, like giving us a five-star review. It really helps. Y'all, it really does help. Um, and please, if nothing else, send us an email and give us a question you like us to talk about on the podcast. We are loving these listener questions. It's fantastic. I'll be honest. We don't have to make out the content ourselves, which is really great for us. But also, <laughs> we've provided you guys with more than 50 episodes worth of amazing content for almost two years. Uh, if you add up the YouTube <laughs> channel, it's oh. been three years. Yeah. And uh, we're not recommending that you watch the YouTube channel, but you could if you wanted. <laughs> but we are recommending that just to say thank you, giving us those listener questions is great. Because I'll tell you, over 50 episodes worth of content, a little hard to generate that much. It's a little, it's a lot. And you just start to want to hear interaction from your audience. And the way that you interact with us is by the giving of those listener questions. Yeah, so. we love knowing that at least one person really wants us to talk about a thing. Yeah, that makes us happy. <laughs> Um, so thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of K is for Kinky and we'll see you next time. Bye everybody. Thank you precious Kinklings. Precious Kinklings. Bye. Bye.